turn your Bibles to uh, Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Acts chapter 1. We're going to read verse 8. <laughs> Maybe we should go there. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This morning, uh, we want to talk about vision, about catching a vision for missions. We saw Corey and Jessica and the things they are doing in, in Taiwan, but let me, let me talk about some of the things that are happening in this world and even locally. There are many, many unreached people groups in this world. An unreached people group refers to an ethnic group uh, that does not have an indigenous, self-propagating Christian church movement. It's any ethnic group or uh, ethno-linguistic nation. Boy, these missionologists, they have big words, don't they? Without enough Christians to evangelize the rest of the nation, that is an unreached people group. It's estimated there's 7.1 billion people alive in this world. 2.91 billion of them live in unreached people groups. Uh, they have little or no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. According to the Joshua Project, there's approximately uh, 16,500 unique people groups in the world, and about 6,900 of them are considered unreached. In the United States, there are 488 people groups. Um, of that, uh, there are 84 or 17.2% that are considered unreached. That means they speak a language, they speak, the, they're culturally in a place where the gospel's not available to them. Uh, we are a melting pot of the world. They do all come here from everywhere. Um, our population is 325 million. Uh, the population of unreached, 10,788,000. Um, the stats say that 77% of the United States are professing Christians, and 26.45% are evangelical. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I don't think that there are 70 uh, 7% of this area in church this morning. I would be uh, overwhelmed and shocked if 26% of the people were in church. So what that says to us is that we, lots of people in our country, identify themselves as Christian because we're a Christian nation, or that is the, the majority of what people believe. But it will tell you that most of those who even proclaim to be a Christian do not know what it means to have the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, to know what being a Christian really is. I saw this and was just kind of amazed. Do you know that a, a Jew brought the gospel to Rome? And that a Roman took the gospel to France? And a Frenchman took the gospel to the Scandinavians? A Scotsman took the gospel to Ireland? And an Irishman took the gospel back to Scotland? Do you realize that all the gospel goes all over the world when it's taken by aliens, someone else? 
So this morning, I want to talk to you about catching a vision for missions. I want to give you just some real simple things this morning. You can tell your outline, my, my daughter, she was typing it, because that's really a, a, a slow outline. <laughs> yeah. It's because missions is so simple. First thing, if we're going to catch a vision for missions, we got to go. Matthew 16, 15 says this, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Acts 1.8 says we're supposed to start in Jerusalem, and we're supposed to go to Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the world. For at thus, here in Port Charlotte, our Jerusalem would be Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda, Northport. Our Judea would be the state of Florida, Samaria, the United States, and then the uttermost parts of the world. We have a prayer uh, missionary area back there. We talk about faith promise missions, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. And we usually have a couple books back there. I think my daughter's trying to track down some email addresses, and she took the books. She didn't know I had already done that and gave her the hard part of tracking down. But we have prayer letters back there from our missionaries, and we try to to highlight some of those on Wednesday nights and, and because we are sending people all over the world. And you know what they're doing as they go all over the world? As we go, as they go, and as we go, it's very simple. We're just to tell our story. We're to tell our story. Acts 1.8, it says, And ye shall be witnesses unto me. Now, it's interesting, if you read through the book of Acts, you see where the Apostle Paul gets saved, and then every, every time you hear him in front of somebody, after he got saved, he just starts talking about what God did in his life. How God, he met God on the road to Damascus. In fact, he was in, in, in front of uh, um, Agrippa, and he, he was talking, and, and, and this, this is what he said when he came on that road, and he was blinded and knocked off his horse, the Lord Jesus Christ said to him, Acts 26, 16, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee. And get this, this is our mission too to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You know, you don't have to be a great theologian to tell people how God impacted your life. I'll never forget it. First Sunday of March, 1981, I walked an aisle in Grace Baptist Church in Miami, Florida. I thought I needed to get baptized because I believed everything that you needed to be believed to be a Christian. A man took me in a back room and he started going through the scriptures and I said, yes, I believe that. Yes, I believe that. Yes, I believe that. Yes, I believe that. He got to Romans 10. He said, if they confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Yeah, I believe all that. And he read Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
And at that point in time, the Holy Spirit who had been drawing me and, and working in my life to bring me to this point convicted me that, oh my goodness, it's not just believing. You have to receive. You have to, it's personal. And that morning I called on Jesus Christ to be my Savior. My life changed from that minute on. Now you would not have picked up that it changed for quite a while. I didn't immediately stop all the bad things I were doing. In fact, I ended up doing more bad things because something was not right inside. I'd do those things I was so used to doing and it wasn't pleasurable. In fact, it was uncomfortable. And I thought, wow, I just got to go harder. God brought me to that place again where I recognized his calling on my life and where I surrendered to make him the Lord of my life. God took someone who was a partier and involved in all sorts of crazy things and has allowed me now to serve him for 30, over 30 years in taking the gospel to others. And I've seen miraculous things happen. I've seen young people come to know Christ. I've seen old people come to know Christ. I've seen God use the most unbelievable people to do the most incredible things. And you know what? I don't have to be a great theologian to tell that to somebody because Jesus Christ saved me and he changed me and he loves me. And if you know Christ as your Savior, that's your story too. Who can argue with that? But not only do we need to tell our story, but we need to tell his story. 1 Corinthians 15 God, uh, the Apostle Paul, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, writes these words. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. And after that, he was seen of James, then of the apostles, and at last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. As you tell your story, you tell his story. How that God became man and lived a perfect life and gave himself as a sacrifice to pay for our sins. And that he was buried and at the third day he rose again, conquering the grave, conquering death, giving us the promise of eternal life. If you ever hear on Wednesday night, we're going through the book of Romans. We're, we're in Romans chapter 3, and we've been doing this for a while. And uh, we talked this week in Romans 3 about justification. It's not something we talk about a lot, and we should. Do you realize that not only are you just forgiven, but you are declared not guilty? The word justification is a legal term stating you are innocent. We're not innocent on our merits. We're innocent on the merits of Jesus Christ. 
He has declared us not guilty. It's better than being forgiven. We are free. That's the story we're to tell. Our story and His story. That's what missions is. That's what missions is. This afternoon, I'm going to have an opportunity to tell his story. About 5 o'clock this afternoon, uh, at Port Charlotte High School, um, the principals and coaches are opening up the uh, uh, lunchroom area for students to come in. Uh, the young man, Goaty, he was a football player. Uh, he was quite a character. God, kid was full of life. Um, the coaches came out last night, and, and you guys know that we do a lot with that football team. We have the honor uh, of going in and speaking to them uh, as a rotation with the other youth pastors in the area, um, but we also go out and we, uh, uh, we do concessions for the football team and let their parents watch their kids play ball, and we sell a bunch of junk so they can raise more money to do more stuff for the football team. We're showing the community we love there's going to be an opportunity today, today to, to share the gospel with some of these ball players, with their families. And I'm going to tell you, there are going to be kids coming from all over the place to come there today. It's going to be an opportunity to share his story. Godey was going to share his story yesterday. Godey was scheduled to be the one who gave the devotion for Young Life yesterday. One of the park rangers bought a Bible up and one of the people said, hey, there's a really nice Bible. I think that's Tom's. It wasn't Tom's, it was Godey's. Godey uh, had been saved about a year. He went to camp last week and, and he really got on fire for God. He says, I really, really, really want to be dedicated. He was going to talk to the folks yesterday. He was going to talk to all those kids and his text was in James. James chapter 4. Let me read you what Godey was going to say yesterday. James 4 verse 13 says this, Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow we shall go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little while, time, and then vanisheth away. This young man told his story in the most powerful way it can ever be told. He lived it. And now we have an opportunity to go tell our story, tell Jesus' story. We can also tell Jagodi's story. You see, that's what missions is. It's going. It's going. But not only is it going, it's not only us going, it's sending others to go. Acts chapter 13 says, Now there were uh, in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Mam, and, uh, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And they ministered unto the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me, 
Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them. They sent them away. We have had the pleasure to be the sending church of the Kirshners. But you know that we not only have sent the Kirshners, we have sent several others out. This church is, has a legacy of sending many young men and young women into the ministry. We have people all over this country that have come out of this church who are ministering. And then we support several missionaries. You may not know this. We support the Slobodians. That's the, the, the first missionary this church ever took on, even before Pastor Bales was here, back when uh, Denny Dixon started this church out of Faith Baptist in, in Sarasota. Slobodians have been in Russia and Ukraine. We support the Symes, who are Jewish Awareness Ministries, uh, the Lingos, who uh, I, I believe they are in South America. Columbia? Yeah. Uh, Rick and Tammy Salmon, they're in Thailand. We also support their son and daughter-in-law who are going back to Taiwan, uh, Thailand. We support a church planner up in Middleburg area. We support the Christian Law Association. We support Rick Schusler, missionary to the Bahamas. We'll be sending a team to the Bahamas leaving Saturday to minister over there for a week, doing Bible schools and, and reaching out. We support Trinity Baptist College. Let me tell you, it's a great school. I got my education there, so I'm a little prejudiced. My daughters got their education there. My son got his education there. Um, David's daughter, David and Kim's daughter, got an education there, and their other daughter is getting an education there. We have had several students out of this church go to Trinity and graduate, and they are ministering again all over this country. We support Donna Woodson in Nicaragua. Erwin Santosa, he was a, he was, uh, he's in New Zealand. Erwin was one of the first uh, uh, interns. I never, I didn't get to see him while he was an intern here. But um, I've got to know him afterwards. Tremendous young man in New Zealand. Uh, we support the Kims. And they're in a restricted access country. And by the way, I know sometimes in the past we have published where they're at. They're in a restricted access country. If you know where the Kims serve, never post it anywhere. You'll put their life in danger. We support the Goodmans in Australia, Ryan Johnson in London. We support uh, Jerry Shaw and Jerry Shaw Jr. in Mexico, the Enix in Sudan, Russell John, uh, Rudy Johnson in Peru. We support Hope Children's Home up in Tampa, and I hope we can get back involved. We used to do a lot of things and take a lot of stuff to them, uh, maybe have those kids come and sing for us. Tremendous ministry that we get a chance to support where we sent people. Tom and Carol Wallace in Ireland, the Marshalls in Wales, the Weeks, who are India and Asia, so doing some restricted access things also, the Waters in Zambia, uh, the Nelsons in Australia. Please pray for the Nelsons. Uh, Tammy Nelson lost her father, um, Steve Brown. He pastored out in Inglewood. He spoke here several times. 
And just a couple weeks ago, Steve went home to be with the Lord. Pray for them. Susan Perkins is in Haiti. Corey Lyons going to the Philippines. Back in, uh, uh, there's a lot of other people that we are sending to go. And there's a lot of people we want to send to go. That's one of the ways we do missions. Because, face it, Andy, I want you to go, um, this week I want you and your mom to pack up, get on an airplane, go to Ethiopia, preach the gospel for a week, then come back and tell us what's going on. Donna, you know, I think, um, you speak Spanish, Donna? Okay, well, you're going to Argentina. Do you see how difficult it would be for us out of this, just out of this congregation to send people all over the world? But we can support missionaries who do go all over the world. You see, we are to go. We go by telling our story, telling his story, and then sending others to tell their story and to tell his story. And that brings us to the most uncomfortable part of this message. The second thing we can do to catch a vision for missions is to give. You know, when they were sent out, they, they did, just didn't send them out empty-handed. They gave them the means to go out. And we have to give the means for others to go. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 talks about faith giving. In our church here, we support missions through faith promise. We don't take a portion of our budget and throw it in. What we do is once a year we ask people to pray and to ask God what God would have them give above their regular offerings designated to missions. And it's through those funds that we support our missionaries. Right now we support missionaries at $125 a person. Uh, Corey we support at a higher level because he is our guy. And uh, as, we, uh, as we grow and as we give, we can bring in and support other missionaries. I know last year, in Mar or just last March, um, Tom Parker from Young Life was here and he spoke. And he challenged us about ministering to the teenagers here in this area. And we were praying about being able to support Young Life. And the base, we, financially, we can't do a whole lot for them right now. So I go and help. Blake goes and helps. Mike goes and helps. Several have gone and helped in middle school ministries and, and different things that we do. But it takes money to go. It takes money to do ministry in other places. It takes your giving. So we're, if we are going to catch a vision for missions, we have to go we have to give, and we have to pray. It says in Acts 13 that they prayed, fasted and prayed and then sent them out. John chapter 17, Jesus Christ is saying a prayer. One of the last recorded prayers he, he said, the night that he's going to be arrested, and he prays for us. Starting verse 20, he says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. 
that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be able, that may be, be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Jesus prayed for us and for the missionaries that we are sending out. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says that we are to pray without ceasing. 2 Thessalonians, Paul asks, and he says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And then in Ephesians 6, we always talk about the armor of God. We kind of, often we end before that passage is done. Starting at verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Too often we stop there. We need to keep going. By the way, if you look in there, that's a colon, not a period. It says, Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that the utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that they therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. We are to pray. We are to pray for our missionaries. Many of you don't even know who our missionaries are. We have a book back there. They will be back there. <laughs> They're not, it's not there right this minute. We have pictures of people. And we need to do more than just, Lord, bless our missionaries. We need to pray for them by name. We need to pray that God will embolden them and empower them and supply their needs that they can get the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. Got a friend, kind of a teacher and mentor. His name's Curtis Sargent. He tells this story. He, he's a missionary. Um, he uh, uh, is really working a thing called the Zume Project, where they're trying to get churches in everywhere in the world. Um, he uh, worked with E3 Evangelism. They created I Am Second, and he's he, he's a veteran missionary. And he was in China working with the underground church. And they had a church meeting and the, the Chinese pastors and, and leadership were all around and there were some of the other people were there and they were praying and they, he taught them and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and, and he felt the Lord lead him to say, I feel like the Lord wants someone to go to Tibet. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and he said, I still feel like the Lord's leading someone to go to Tibet. A little lady stuck up her hand said, the Lord's leading me to go to Tibet. So he said, and he went to bed late at night. Gets up the next morning for breakfast and, and this little lady and one other is missing. And he talked to the Chinese, where are they? What's wrong? Because it's dangerous for them to meet. He says, well, they decided that they were to go to Tibet. 
And they prayed, and this other lady said they were going to join them, and we prayed some more, and we took up a, an offering. We had just enough money to buy them train ticket to Tibet. One way. And they left. They went. You see, that group of churches, of pastors in China, persecuted, having to go underground. They prayed, they gave, and they went. That's what it means to catch a vision for missions. We used to sing a song around here. I don't know if you guys remember. It's called Pray, Give, and Go. It's to the tune of I've Been Working on the Railroad. How many of you remember I've Been Working on the Railroad? Okay. It, it, the song is I'm a Missionary's Helper. I'm going to try to lead you in that song before we have our invitation. Because this song will kind of, I, really, this, I was really hoping this was going to be a very uplifting message this morning. The events of yesterday have made it a very somber message but also made it, I hope, you see the importance of missions. song goes, I'm a missionary's helper. My, ah, see, Timothy, you're going to have to come help me. I'm a missionary's helper, praying every day. I'm a missionary's helper, my dollars go God's way. Winning precious souls to Jesus, my heart is all aglow. I'm a missionary's helper. Pray and give and go. And you go to the other part. Pray and give and go. Pray and give and go. Pray and give and go, go, go. Pray and give and go. Pray and give and go. Pray and give and go, go, go. Think you all can sing that with me this morning? Let's try that. Let's all stand. I'm a missionary's helper, praying every day. I'm a missionary's helper, my dollars go God's way. Winning precious souls to Jesus, my heart is all aglow. I'm a missionary's helper, pray and give and go. Pray and give and go, pray and give and go, pray and give and go, go, go. Pray and give and go, pray and give and go, pray and give and go, go, go. Let's pray together. Father, as we're here this morning, Lord, we do pray for the Marcellin family. And Lord, we thank you that this young man, Godi, is with you because he knew you from the efforts of missions. Father, I pray that if there's someone here this morning who doesn't know you as Savior, that the reality that life is so very short will hit home. And Lord, that to have an assurance of heaven and being with you as easy as calling upon you. I pray, Father, there's one here that doesn't know you as Savior, that this morning they'll allow us to, to take your word and to, to show them how they can know for sure that heaven will be their home. I pray, Father, that we will catch a vision for missions here in Port Charlotte, for this state, for this country, for this world, that we will share your love 
to all those that you love. And Lord, that you will use us in a mighty way to get this gospel to the world for your glory, for your honor. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask this. Amen. Do a time of invitation. If you're here and you need to know Christ as your Savior, come. We, we want to show you from God's Word. If you're here and God is impressing upon you, Thank you.